It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I think we'd just be out of luck, man. I think we would be out of luck, Aaron Goldhammer. If we walked into a club, there's no cool hall pass saving us. There's no Chris Canty Speak in the for mix. yourself, Randall. <laughs> We're in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as on your smart speaker. The phone number to join in the conversation. You could be our coolness hall pass. How about that? It's 888-729-3776. That's 888- No one's cooler than people that call radio shows. <laughs> we know that's true. 888-SAY-ESPN. He is Aaron Goldhammer. You can hear him on ESPN Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott. You can catch me on uh, SportsCenter AM, 7 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN Thursday through Sunday. I've uh, been an interesting couple of uh, couple of hours here around ESPN's campus as we uh, crossed over into the 3 p.m. Eastern hour and uh, went full broadcast on the Masters down at Augusta National. And already with 16 holes under his belt is uh, Victor Hovland, who is seven under par and Ooh. has just been dialed in. And this this was, and we'll have updates you know, throughout the show from Augusta, but this was the day to get them, right? I mean, this was the, the weather's fantastic. It's low 80s. It's, if anything, a little humid, but uh, rain, not an issue. And uh, I have a feeling if you don't get low today, you're going right. to have very limited opportunities moving forward. Because the weather today, 85 degrees at Augusta. Ooh. I saw the weather on Saturday, high of 53 Rain and wind. That is a 30-degree difference for those of you scoring at home. Uh, And this has just been great theater to watch today. Guys just hitting shots that, if you're a golfer, you would always dream of hitting. Um, And there are two interesting dynamics, Randy, that I feel like are at play. One is, you know, watching Tiger literally on his last legs. And maybe, I don't, this could be the last time that he ever actually goes out and tries to do this really laboring around the course. But to see him there is special. And then the whole dynamic with now the live guys and the PGA guys and the uh, I my dream is Rory and Patrick Reed in the final group on Sunday just for the sheer drama and spice of all that. Yeah, that would be that'd be an absolute dream to get the live golf tour head to head with the PGA guys, the representatives of each. But uh, it's always interesting on the first day to see how the former former champions come through, and uh, they have a shot of one right now. As Tiger is, it, it appears to be in the group either behind Hovland or getting ready to at least address his own golf shot here. As uh, you've got Tiger at one over par, you've got Adam Scott very much in the mix. He's tied for second with John Rahm at five under par, uh, and it's been a while since Adam Scott has been in contention on the final day of a major uh, in the golf schedule. But we'll keep an eye on, on him as well as he is also through 16. Hovland, Hovland. wearing quite possibly the worst shirt I've ever <laughs> seen a golfer ever. I mean, I don't know what brand that is. I hope they don't sponsor ESPN Radio. Uh, I don't think they do. And li- literally, just imagine if your four-year-old did a finger painting on a T-shirt. <laughs> and that that's what Victor Hovland decided to wear for round one of the Masters as he goes seven under and is uh, in the fairway right now on 18. <laughs> so that is, I actually have it. It's $115. It's from a Swedish apparel company, Jay Lindberg, and uh-huh. uh, it's called the Azalea. 
That's the yep. name of the shirt. So for $115 American, yep. that hideous shirt could too be yours. <laughs> you uh, could so, also you could throw up on it and it would make it look better. <laughs> Temperatures uh, at Augusta, we had that as it was what weather on the weather on the sixes, 85 and humid. Uh, the weather out in Los Angeles probably a lot better. Uh, probably just absolutely beautiful. The weather inside the Crypto.com arena, though, uh, a little frosty for the Lakers. The Lakers uh, had another battle for Los Angeles, and as they have so often been uh, of late going against the Clippers, the cohabitants of that arena, they lost again. 11 straight wins in this for the Clippers. It's their longest win streak against them in franchise history. This one yep. was more impactful. It was a back-to-back, and Aaron, I know you and I, same same age roughly, Like we know that back-to-back's didn't normally, didn't usually have the same gravitas as they have now. This is a I mean, big dang deal. Well, no, it's not just me. Here, let's play the LeBron sound. Okay, so the Lakers lose 125-118. They played their stars, the Lakers did. I mean, it was everybody into the pool, all hands yeah, on Yeah, it was deck. their biggest game of the season. I mean, they better have played everybody. And, okay, so if you expect your leader to not offer excuses, uh, LeBron's going to let you down. Here's what LeBron had to say. You know, getting back, you know, late last night, but after an overtime game, and uh, it was a tough game for us. Obviously, we started off in the first half, and also playing Laker basketball, we had some good spurts, but uh, not enough. So this is one of those, uh, uh, those scheduling conflicts, you know, in the season, and uh, definitely got the best of us tonight. Okay, all right. I, let me before we roast it. Before we roast it. Let me explain some of what he's talking about. Lakers are coming home. It was a four games and eight days road trip. They had to spend an extra night in Minneapolis because of a snowstorm, okay? And an okay. overtime game in Salt Lake, all right? And then, okay. meanwhile, the Clippers are waiting in L.A. They had right. three full days off, right. okay? Who, so Whose fault is it that the game went to overtime in Salt Lake? Is that <laughs> is that LeBron's fault or is that... Who, whose fault is it that they've been under 500 and the 13 seed in the West for most of the year? Like, uh-huh. you know... They have played better, you know, obviously recently. I think they're now like 14 and 8 since they made the big trade. And it it seems like just getting Westbrook off the team improved them. But, you know, now you're going to have to go through the play-in, which I know LeBron hates, but he should be thankful for it now because, you know, otherwise they'd be really jockeying for a spot in the playoffs. Um, It's going to be hard with just a couple of games to go for them to bounce up from that seven seed back into the six. They're a game behind the Warriors, Mm -hmm. and they also don't have the tiebreaker now against the Clippers. So it looks like to me, Randy, that the Lakers are going to be playing in the play-in tournament during the week next week. They have home games remaining uh, against the Suns on Friday and the Jazz on Sunday to wrap it up. And you say, okay, they're they're dialed in. They're going to play in that play. And uh, Tim Legler, our ESPN basketball analyst, our NBA analyst here, says that that's not the worst thing for the Lakers. Most likely going to be in a play-in situation. And if that's the case, you're talking about if they can get into the 7-8, you know, win a game, move on into the first round best of seven format against a top seed. That's not the Phoenix Suns. And I think ultimately the Lakers are going to give one of those teams fits. I, I do think they're a dangerous team. They've been playing really good basketball for about a month and a half. They've gotten much greater contributions from other guys on their roster outside LeBron and AD. So all the reasons we've been saying here that they're dangerous, they're still going to be dangerous. They've just got more work to do. The rest would have been nice, but it doesn't look like they're going to get it. But I still think they're in a situation to get into a best of seven against the top seed that they're not going to be afraid of. 
right, maybe that says more about Denver than it does about the Lakers because I would have a reason to be concerned if I'm Los Angeles. You threw, yes, you know, tired legs, yes, snowstorm in Minnesota, yes, overtime. You threw the kitchen sink at a Clippers squad that is a five seed right now. That wasn't right. even the top of the table. Yeah. And you it was not I mean when I say kitchens I mean D'Angelo Russell was back he's dealing with a foot injury he was back Mo Bamba was available he didn't get on the floor. There were players available to play with LeBron James and go ahead and bring this home because it was so important. To your yeah. point Aaron it yeah. fell short. Uh look I think they'll get out of the play in probably but take them seriously for what Randy like mm. do, do do I think that they could get hot for a week or I just don't I don't believe that LeBron and AD can be healthy playing every other day for two months of basketball. You're trying to tell me that I should take them seriously to win the West? No, I take the Warriors seriously to win the West. The Lakers have been under 500 now for for months. They finally just climbed over the 500 mark. And our network, Randy, wants to lead you to believe that this is like the biggest, hottest story in the NBA. I cannot take the Lakers seriously. I'll believe they're going to win a playoff series when they go up three games to none on somebody. Because I think best case scenario for them is that they battle and jockey with somebody in a first round. I don't think they're good enough to be able to, even in a weekend West, put together any kind of run. Uh, I could see them giving a little bit of a scare to Denver, and we have more time to unpack this. I'm not sure Denver is this number one seed cemented with a bolt, just absolute number one with a bullet uh, in the Western Conference. I feel like Memphis won't catch them, obviously. Sacramento won't catch them. I feel just as confident in either of those teams as I do in Denver, which is to say the West is just absolutely yeah. wild open. But what about when AD gets hurt? Then then, then yeah. you think the Nuggets can uh, yes. beat the Lakers? Okay, well, that'll be that'll be in game two. So you know, then let's, <laughs> let's revisit that when that happens. You know how they say you have to assume health when you're trying to make these predictions? You have to assume the opposite of that in some respect for the Lakers because, as you said, it's not a matter of if Anthony Davis gets hurt. It's a matter of when, which was so dicey about playing him on a back-to-back last night. He acknowledged that his foot was still bugging him, uh, but he's like, you know, I've I've felt worse, but I will feel better. Uh, One team that doesn't feel good, at least shouldn't, about being on the same page with their quarterback is in New England. We're going to get to that after Aaron tells you about Indeed. Well, if April is showering your company with open positions, then you've got to check out Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post, get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description, then invite them to apply and get connected. No more jumping from site to software to cell phone. You can easily schedule, conduct all the virtual interviews, all on the Indeed dashboard. To get started today, go to Indeed.com slash credit. What would you say to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? The last 25 years. The new Patriots right now under Bill Belichick, who is the general manager, are not doing enough to win games. This is a shift to me in the mentality of Bill. I don't know what he was thinking saying that, and if I was in the locker room, I'd check him right now. That's something that he should not say, and it's something that's not a message that he should convey to his players who can possibly see that. And that was fascinating, and Teddy Bruschi, that last voice that you heard there, has the cachet to go ahead and do that, and the the reputation to do that with Bill Belichick. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Aaron Goldhammer and Randy Scott in for the guys. And uh, it's been a fascinating offseason. It really has for the New England Patriots. It's been fascinating to watch on the outside. And I'll admit to taking a little bit of Scheuden fraud because for a 
for an organization that has been just the absolute staple and stalwart of consistency and maddening consistency at that, Aaron, they're dealing, they're back with the commoners. They have come back to the pack. The pack has caught up to them, however you want to phrase it. But there is now strife between the ownership and the head coach. And the head coach, who was seen to be untouchable, I mean, there are there are some holes in the armor here with regard to the draft record. And how do we know that? Because Robert Kraft has said so publicly. There are holes in the armor as it pertains to relationship with players. How do we know that? Belichick yeah. has, or rather Kraft has said of Belichick, he yeah. ran Brady out. This was not my call. There is starting to be, from a, from a largely non-vocal ownership group, there have been pointed criticisms of their head coach. Well, I think it's a real turning point year coming up for the Patriots, right? They they made the playoffs two years ago, but got drubbed, and they never were a real serious contender. And then last year, they really fell back. Now, their offense was unwatchable. Their defense got them to a place where they were playing for a playoff spot in Week 18. But again, they weren't a contender. They They weren't nearly on the level of the Bills in their own division. And now Aaron Rodgers, theoretically here, is coming in the Dolphins have been a better team, or at least they were last year. They made the playoffs. So to me, Randy, if if the Patriots don't get it done and return back to winning a postseason game, um, the relationship now between Belichick and Kraft and you know Brady not being there tells me that I think there's a real possibility that Belichick ends up coaching somewhere else at some point during his illustrious career. You, do you think Belichick would coach somewhere yes. else? That it's yes. not? Yes, okay. thousand percent. I think he wants to break the record for the all-time wins. And I think, I mean, he... But, after 23 years in a place, like that's almost an unheard of run, especially in sports today. It might not be the worst thing for Bill to get the same change of scenery that Tom Brady was afforded a couple of years ago. I just think the relationship, you know, it feels like Bill has urgency to win now. And it feels like mm-hmm. Kraft really likes him some Mac Jones. But if I was Belichick, hell yeah, I'd want to go after Lamar Jackson. I mean, do I think Matt Jones is going to be the guy that Matt, Mac Jones or Matt Jones of ESPN Radio, either one of those guys, <laughs> be the guy that, that leads me back to a Super Bowl without Brady? Hell no, I'd be going after Lamar. I'd be going after Lamar as well. I would be reminded, though, of the fact that the Patriots had an opportunity twice to draft Lamar Jackson outright, and they chose not to. Now, who knew that he would be become what he has become, that he would go on to win an NFL MVP? But I think there was, at that point, a reluctance from the New England Patriots, from the coaching staff, the ownership, whatever it was, to change so much of who they were to adapt themselves to a player. It's always about the player fitting in with the group. And that harkens back to what Ted Bruschi, what our guy Teddy Bruschi said, was I'd hold Belichick accountable. Well, I don't know who on this roster right now can do that. I think that's where the issue here of Mac Jones has come to a head. Mac Jones felt like he had to go back to Alabama coaches. Well, Who's on the coaching staff there last year? Bill O'Brien? Yeah, and that's his offensive coordinator this year, right? Right, So he felt like he had to go back to a comfortable face and someone who could act as a go-between between a frustrated quarterback and a head coach who created that frustration. And that frustration being, here's a defensive-minded offensive coordinator. And you know what? I'm going to further dilute this and pair him up with a special teams coach, and they're both going to be your offensive coordinator. Now go succeed, young pup. Well, Mac Jones is not of the generation that fears Belichick. He's too young to be scared of the hoodie. Okay, in in a what have you done for me lately business, as far as Mac Jones is concerned, this is a guy who doesn't get to the playoffs, let alone have six rings. 
So are, are you ex- are you excited? I know you live in the Boston area, right? Yeah. Are you excited about the prospect of Matt jo- Mac Jones? I, mean, I keep calling him Matt Jones. That's fine. Are you excited about Mac Jones? Like, get the kids in the car, <laughs> take them on out to the ball yard to watch Mac Jones play quarterback. <laughs> Not even a little. And you know what? My kids aren't either. Okay. Well, I think that's how Belichick feels about this. And was he trying to sabotage Mac Jones this past year? I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put any of that past Bill. The, the one other point I'll make, which is a point that our Browns analyst, and I, I'm here in Cleveland, our Browns analyst at ESPN Cleveland has made, you know, Belichick idolizes Paul Brown, the original great yes. coach, even before Vince Lombardi. And remember, Paul Brown got fired by Art Modell in Cleveland and then eventually uh, went on to start the Cincinnati Bengals and went to a couple of Super Bowls as owner, ultimately, of the Cincinnati Bengals. His son, Mike, now owns the team. So... You know, Paul Brown ended up going somewhere else after his great championship run. So I I really don't think that Belichick would hesitate if he felt like it was time because of the relationship with Kraft to maybe look at going somewhere else. I'm just curious what jobs could open and what opportunity would excite him after the season is up. I think the job, there might be a job. I think there'll be fewer jobs than you might think. A, he's 70 years old. B, he's Bill Belichick. I mean, he is... A prickly pear, right? I mean, he is an ornery cuss. You know, he's someone who's going to come in and want to not only win, but win his way, first and foremost. And so that's where I'll probably draw the line short of sabotaging Mac Jones, because I do think Bill Belichick wakes up and would, would you know, beat his own grandmother if he, he had an opportunity just to get a win. I think he's addicted to winning, but I think right underneath that is yeah. winning his way. And if yeah. he is not able to do that with his ingredients, to borrow you know, a reference or an analogy from one of his idols in, in Bill Parcells, at least from the same coaching tree. Hey, give let me shop for the ingredients if you expect me to cook the meal. I don't know that Mac Jones is one of his ingredients, to your point. We're going to get more into the Patriots, as well as what the Ravens are thinking about the quarterback position, perhaps, potentially, beyond Lamar Jackson, a lot sooner than you might think. It's Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott. In for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. 
understand the need to ask those kind of questions and we're going to try to keep as much of this discussion as we can to the draft. I would say there's probably more than four guys that can be significant quarterbacks in this league in this draft class. We think that you can get a quarterback in the first round or the third round or the fourth round. You have to have good scouts. You've got to have conviction. In some cases, you got to get lucky too. That is the voice of Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta. Busy man. A man very much under a microscope and a man without any concrete answers at this point. It's Canteen Carlin. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Phone numbers 888-729-3776 to join Aaron Goldhammer and myself, Randy Scott. And to join in Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL reporter, uh, getting to visit with us for a few minutes. Diana, what, what's your what's your sense that the Ravens are going to be perhaps busier come draft night at the quarterback position specifically than maybe we might have anticipated. Yeah, uh, good afternoon, Ray. I started my day saying good morning to you uh, <laughs> 12 hours ago on SportsCenter at 7 o'clock this morning. And, and guess what? We're still talking about the same topic because yep. it really is one of the most interesting stories of the offseason. And, and it, I just think in sports in general, because you saw a situation where – you have the Baltimore Ravens that have completely in, embraced the identity of Lamar Jackson's strengths and have changed their offense and have done everything they possibly can to have success with him and the belief in him and the confidence. And now when it comes to paying him, there's obviously uh, been some issues here. So now here we are, just three weeks out from the draft, and it's the first time we're hearing from the Ravens GM. Obviously, Eric DeCosta is the one holding all the cards for the Ravens, doing all the negotiating. And he's saying that, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to look at the quarterback position with our top pick. And to me, Randy, I heard that, and that just opens up a whole other door um, that I wasn't really certain Baltimore was going to go step through uh, because I know how much they want to make this work with Lamar Jackson. And, look, some of this can be posturing. Some of this is negotiation tactic, I, I, and, I, and I'm all for it. I get it. I know what they're doing. But there's also some common sense here with what if Lamar sits out? What if Lamar doesn't want to be a Baltimore Raven anymore and doesn't ever step foot again on the field? They need a game plan, and they're going to have to figure that out. So once you kind of settle and the emotions um, get set after you hear that and you think, oh, my goodness, is Baltimore nuts moving on from Lamar? It's it's actually probably really good football to at least do some research on the future quarterbacks. Diana, what's most likely? Lamar sits out, Lamar plays for the Ravens this year, or Lamar plays somewhere else? I think the most realistic situation is that Lamar winds up working it out with, with the Ravens and plays. I think this went from a point where it looked like Lamar was going to have a gigantic payday. I remember even saying to myself on television, why do, why does anyone have an agent when your mom can do it? Cause she's doing a great job. Um, <laughs> and, and obviously things have changed and, and look, I'll never fault Lamar Jackson for, for wanting a guaranteed contract. I was told early in my career when I was learning football from the great Bill Parcells that, Players dictate the market. The quarterbacks dictate the market, right? So so what, what you decide to pay them is what they're going to get, and that's what they should get. And the Browns, by giving Deshaun Watson that guaranteed money, dictated what quarterbacks should be getting. Um, but as we know, 
there are owners, some that have been very public about it, like Colts owner Jim Irsay, who have said, no, we're not doing that. We're, we're not signed up for that. We're not. We're interested. We're not giving him a guaranteed deal, though. Um, so I, I do think in the end he winds up being a Baltimore Raven. I feel like we've all been saying that for weeks now. It's just really hard to see right now because it does feel a little mucky. It's Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL reporter with Aaron Goldhammer and Randy Scott here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And I'm kind of chuckling at the idea of Mama Rossini being some level of representation at some point for you, Diana. <laughs> I think that'd be wildly entertaining. And I think that could yeah, be its own. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, Randy, she's she's still disappointed I didn't wind up marrying Jimmy Garoppolo. She's still <laughs> getting over that. Uh, I told her to move on from it. He's in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sure dating much, much uh, more intelligent, beautiful women that he could find out there in the, the Sin City there, not not New Jersey. Diana, I've been a Raiders fan my entire life, and I've got people coming out of the woodwork, women coming out of the woodwork, like neighbors, parents at school, whatever, and they're like, hey, you're a Raiders fan. Your quarterback is something. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, sure is. Jimmy GQ. I don't, you always know um, when, when, when a man is, is handsome when other men are quick to acknowledge it before anything else. Like women, you know, we'll, 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 we'll say, oh, he's cute, whatever. But the way men fawn over him, um, yeah. I've covered games before with Jeff Darlington, and Jeff will have one team and I'll have the other. And, you know, we, we, we did the uh, NFC Championship game with the Rams and the 49ers. And Jeff was just staring at him. Like, but, but not not in a, like, let me see his health, his throwing arm, what's going. No, no. He's like, I wonder what his skincare is. I'm like, what? Drop the skincare routine, Jimmy G. Uh, yeah. I want to get I want to get to. We got to ask you about the Patriots, a place that used to, you know, employ Jimmy GQ and, and, and Tom Terrific as well. And now the quarterback that seems to be at a bit of a tug of war between Bill Belichick and ownership, specifically Robert Kraft, is is Mac Jones. What, what's your sense on how that quarterback? Been experimenting. Um, it, it did not work out, and and I think Belichick is obviously more prideful of that because he was the ones making the decision, while ownership is looking at it, going, "Hey, we gave you the keys to the car, and you know you, you crashed this thing left and right uh, with, with with who you decided to put in place." And and obviously this report about Mac Jones not having a, a strong relationship with Bill Belichick. Yet this morning, Mike Reese is reporting that Mac Jones has been in Foxborough every single day of the offseason. You very rarely hear players staying, uh, you know, in the Northeast especially, uh, to work out. They usually go to Florida, Texas, uh, San Diego, Arizona, warmer weather, um, and also to enjoy life. Uh, but he's in the building every day. And I thought that was really interesting uh, because I, that tells me he is trying to fix it. And he is trying to be great. And he is probably trying to get on the same page as Bill Belichick. So, if you remember when Tom Brady was there, things weren't always peachy between Bill and Tom, you know, either. I don't think he's an easy guy. Um, and for Mac Jones to, you know, reach out to other people to get some advice, I see nothing wrong with it. I, I will still um, stand by, though. I think the addition of Bill O'Brien, despite what you might think of him from his days with the Houston Texans, I think it's a, he's actually a fantastic addition. And I do think we're going to see a, a significant improvement from Mac Jones under the guidance uh, of O'Brien. All right, Diana, we could go on about handsome quarterbacks, about fractured relationships in a place where so many NFL fans would take some pleasure in the dysfunction in a place in New England that was just such a well-oiled machine for so long. And I'm not counting myself at all as a Raiders fan. So, Diana, we'll save it for our next SportsCenter AM hit and our next hit here on Canteen Carlin. I've known you for 
almost a decade, I never knew you were a Raiders fan. I, I, you learn something new every day. I think you just became one because of Jimmy G. You're like Darlington. You just like the cute boys. Not true. False. Erroneous. Diana. Diana, you know why they let, won't let me host SportsCenter? It's because I'm like Jimmy Garoppolo and I'm too good looking. I would distract everyone from the highlights. That's and true. they'd be paying That's... too much attention to my skincare routine. That's it. That's it. Randy's been dealing with that for years. He understands. Everybody says about Aaron, tiniest pores in the biz. That's what they say. She's got that tight skin. <laughs> Diana, appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, lady. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. All right, so we we shift from that to the goings-on at Hot and Humid Augusta National, uh, where the weather is about as good as it's going to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. When you're playing this course, does it ever cross your mind this could be the last time? Yes, it has. Last year was kind of a... Uh, didn't know if I was, was going to play again. Play again, play again, play again, play again, play again. As I've stood here, I'm very lucky to have this leg. Yes, there it has been altered and there's some hardware in there, but it's still mine. It will never be the same. I understand that. One of the reasons why I, I can't prepare, I can't play as many tournaments I'd like. But that's my future and that, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that new mode for Tiger Woods has taken on a little bit different set of expectations. It's Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott. If you were expecting either Canty or Carlin on Canty or Carlin, hello. You're welcome. We're here. Aaron, you can hear him on ESPN uh, ESPN Radio in Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott. You can see me on uh, SportsCenter AM, 7 a.m. Eastern on, on ESPN. On uh, Canty and Carlin, we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Uh, a lot of bet tickets might be you know, being torn up right now if you perhaps uh, put some money down on the 90-1 to 1 long shot Tiger Woods to uh, win another green jacket. He is... You might as well have just set your money on fire. <laughs> People still do it. You know they do. I um, know. But he's, I know. he's in at two over. He is done with his first round at, at two over par, and you said it better than I can, Aaron. Uh, you know, he looked like us out there. There were some, there were some not only shots that looked like us, but just some body language that, that is yeah. troubling. Yeah, uh, Tiger is old, number one, mm-hmm. and Tiger is in a lot of pain. You can tell when he's out on that course. He's not comfortable. He's limping around. He looks like an old man. Um, and golf is a unique sport like this, Randy. Like, I, Far be it for me to tell Tiger Woods to retire. I don't like watching the greats struggle at the end of their career. I take no joy in Jordan on the Wizards or Willie Mays when he played for the Mets or Patrick Ewing as a Seattle supersonic. There are countless examples of this all over sports. 
I didn't like necessarily watching Tom Brady throw interceptions and score 16 points a game. Um, and so I wonder how much longer Tiger is going to want to do this sort of ceremonially, knowing that as much as he wants to say at a press conference that he can be competitive, everybody knew that given the amount of golf that he had played and just the physical condition of his body coming off of that car accident, that there was no way he can play with some of these young players that are bombing at 340 yards. There was concern about the weather later in the week. If he was around for the weekend, and that is what we mean by adjusted expectations for perhaps the greatest ever to do it, is the expectation now, you know, the the, the floor is lowered to where it's will he make the cut? And yeah. uh, you know, he has scored this the the hot start was key for him. Mm. If he scored under par in the first round, he had a better than he had a ninety percent chance of making the top ten. So I'll, I'll explain. Twenty four master starts. He's gone yeah. under par in the first round eleven times, and that number okay. is safe. It, he did not add to that total today. Correct. And he's gone on to finish inside the top ten on nine of those occasions. So it was a mm-hmm. tremendous indicator of of future success here. And now the question very much becomes: Is he going to be around for the weekend? Because today. Beautiful sunshine. You know, yeah. humidity is the only issue. It was 85 degrees at times, and now the weather is about to take a serious turn. I mean, there are guys seven under. He's nine shots back on the first day of the tournament. And, you know, I, I wish that got, uh, Tiger could be one of these players who he gets to decide when he's done playing the Masters. Or, I mean, eventually he's going to be the guy hitting the first shot like Jack Nicholas was early this morning on Thursday. Eventually that's all Tiger is going to be doing out there. Um, but I wonder if that day is actually sooner rather than later. D- does it mean anything, Randy, to have for you to have mm-hmm. him ceremonially strolling around? I mean, his presence is going to be there regardless. But to see his name on the leaderboard, to be able to follow him this morning on ESPN Plus, like, does that mean anything to you? It because does. by Sunday, he's going to be probably on a plane back in uh, <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> it does. It does. I they, It puts an added jolt into this first round. And that is what's special about Augusta is as a former champion, he does have the right to decide when he's done. Uh, yeah. he, he has a standing invitation here, and he knows the course so well, and he will always be, you know, keeps himself in tremendous shape. He'll always be strong enough to play it from a length perspective. It's whether or not his legs can hold up to the walk because he's yeah. a victim of his own success here. They, they yeah. tiger-proofed this course, right? <laughs> totally. a, a couple times over, they made renovations uh-huh. and made it more difficult to walk and more difficult to play and yeah. I think he can make, I really do believe he could string together the golf shots. It's whether or not his body can hold up. Sure. The, the other thing I wonder is, I never thought he was going to play Champions Tour golf, senior golf, but mm-hmm. now he's saying that when he gets to ride around in a cart, which they let you do on the senior tour, that he actually can play pretty well. It's to, like you were saying, Randy, you're a million percent right. It's the walk that's, that hurts. And by the time he got to 18, he, he hit a shot from near the bunker on 18 it literally, he looked like me. I don't want Tiger Woods to look like me. I want to see Tiger Woods in his prime, at the top of his game. And it, it, in my head, maybe 10 years from now, the 2019 Masters and that coronation, that last win, will be the most incredible moment of his career and mm-hmm. the really the last triumph before the car accident of his career. It That was... I, I was at Disney World. It's one of those, like, you know where you were. I was at of Disney course. World with my kids. It was our first trip. And yep. I will never forget the dads and the moms in lines of, of rides dialed into their phones. 
you know, and, yeah. and, and not on the Disney, you know, app uh, looking at looking at wait times. I mean, they were watching the Masters and they were watching something. I think that we all thought because Tiger is such a crossover athlete and mm-hmm. resonates so well and so deeply in so many different socio demographic groups, right? Like we thought we'd never see it again. Like think of something you thought you would never see again. It's like seeing a woolly mammoth stroll down the street. Right. Like, we thought it was extinct. We thought right. it was over, and maybe right. today is a reminder that perhaps it is. But it, it is. It is. Now, about now that it course. is. What? What? What is he gonna, guys? He he's struggling to even make the cut. The idea that he could be competitive in another major from this point going forward, unless they invent replacement legs, you know, at some point between now and in the next three years, I just don't see any way. Despite whatever he says in a press conference that he mm. could ever be competitive in one of these tournaments again, and if he can't be competitive, does it make sense for him to play? You know who does think that he can be competitive is Michael in Virginia. Quickly, Michael, I want to get to it because it's a bold take that you have about Tiger Woods. You're on ESPN Radio. Yes, sir. How you doing? Um, my take is this. When you guys are coming to work, obviously you fell and bumped your head because when Tiger <laughs> has all this negativity going against him, he rises to the top. And he might yeah. not be on top of the leaderboard, but when, he, when he's hanging around, people get nervous and yeah. they choke and things happen. Mm-hmm. So don't count the boy out because he can still play and he's got at least two more victories in, in the majors. That's in, my take. In the majors? Michael, he's, he's done one leg, Michael. It's like one. I, I know he's. I know Tiger was intimidating ten years ago or whatever, but more than that, fifteen, twenty years ago. But he's playing on one leg. He ha- he does have a way of making guys come back to him a little bit. But this young group of athletes, uh, no. uh, you know, molded in his vision because they no. watched him growing up and they've trained like him. I don't know that they're going to be as wilting as some of the contemporaries that Tiger used to have. The Ravens possibly looking to replace Lamar on draft night. It's Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.